0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fans.
2: And Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next car, we're live from the Battery Atlanta. Home of the Braves. 680 The Fan. And it's finally Friday. Woohoo! <laughs> Finally, Friday. Road Dog's on a road trip. He's somewhere over near the plains uh, of Auburn, getting ready for the game tomorrow. But DT showed up today. DT, what's going on? Oh, you know, Buck.
3: You ready to put in a full day's work? I'm absolutely ready. I'm just hoping these Americans can turn this Ryder Cup around. Other than that, though, we're having a great Friday up here. Because it's Friday. Oh, yeah. We yeah. got a we got one more see, one more regular series uh, for the Braves. We got a big weekend of football, Buck. There's no doubt. And the Americans are about to turn around this epic uh, epic comeback from the, from oh, the Americans in yeah. the well, Ryder Cup coming you've up. You've
2: got more confidence than the boys <laughs> at the coffee show. Yeah,
3: if I say it enough, maybe it'll come true.
2: So did the locker room get out on time today? Uh, actually, yeah, relatively close. Oh, did they? So the only about forty-five seconds late. All right. So the spanking yesterday uh, made a difference. We got him in line, Buck. Brother. All right. Well, let's get to the big take. Bucks big take. The Braves' amazing regular season is down to just three games. The one hundred and sixty-two game marathon is almost over. And then. It's on to the postseason, and hopefully, for all Braves fans out in Braves country, another run to the World Series. Now, the early exit in the LDS last year still stings. Hate losing to the Phillies. But this time, the Braves' bye week will be different. During the five days of downtime, AA and SNIT have decided to go with a new and improved Plan. The Braves' preparation will be three intra-squad scrimmages on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it's going to be open to the public. I like it. It'll be good versus good. Ones versus ones. Strider against Acuna. Elder against Riley. Iglesias against Olsen. Mono a mono, baby. I'm digging it simulated games instead of BP and infield. Hopefully this plan will flip the script in the LDS where the Braves are expecting, I'm sure, to see the lousy, stinking, hard-hitting Phillies. Now, does this plan guarantee a division series win? Well, of course not. There are no guarantees. But it sure sounds like it gives the Braves their best shot at advancing to the NLCS, and then hopefully the World Series. Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. I like the plan, DT. This time we're going to go mono a mano Intra-squad scrimmages during the five uh, down days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What do you think? I absolutely love it, Buck.
3: I'm with you. you got to stay sharp somehow. It's nice to get this rest, obviously, and nobody would choose to, to play in these wild-card best-of-threes because... God knows what'll happen in there. But uh yeah, a a a week and a half off almost. Uh, or I, I guess basically a week, but the the Braves have done a good job of staying sharp here in these games that you could argue, you know, didn't have as much to do since they've clinched and uh they've stayed pretty sharp here, Buck. Yeah. And I love uh, inviting the fans out, free parking. Uh you know, get on the uh there's like an email or a list you got to get on. I think it's a great thing, keep the fans involved, keep the guys sharp. Should be a lot of fun. Now, how long will these games go? That's a great question. Well, I, I, it's because uh, of the pitching. Uh, it depends on the pitch. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine if they're tied, they yeah, won't go so into extra if it's innings of five <laughs> innings.
2: Then we'll go five in, innings. If it's right, seven though, innings, we'll go seven innings. Who, who
3: doesn't want to see Rysel Iglesias throw to Matt Olsen or AJ the throwing throw to
2: Austin Riley? That's great. All right, so we swept the Cubbies out of town. They're now out of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, they would be done. And we have now clinched the home field advantage through the World Series. I mean, that's
4: just the way we roll here.
2: We've won six out of seven games. Oh, that was really nice. Cubs have lost 13 of 19. Talk about failing down the stretch. Good Lord. And how about Olson, man? I mean, Olsen, uh, 54th home run. And now is the Braves' all-time season record holder for RBI in a season with 136. Past, uh Eddie Matthews, who set the record uh, 135 back in
1: 1953. The Braves never lose!
2: Kyle Wright last night, an audition. I think now Kyle Wright's going to make the postseason roster. He came back just in time.
3: Yeah, I think that's been the plan. You know, moving him what a couple of weeks ago, moving him out in the bullpen, I think
2: it was clearly that was going to be his role here in the postseason. Yeah, and the way Elder's going, he might get a start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Iglesias looking good, closing out the game yesterday. Ten pitches, nine strikes to close it out. That is fantastic. 32nd save of the season. He's now 32 of 36. Let me do the math. 88% conversion rate. Not bad. Not bad at all. In fact, that's really, really good. A little concerned about A.J. Mentor, though. He needs to get his act together, and he needs to get it together quick. Poor appearances in two of his last three. One inning, three hits, and a run yesterday. Uh, Just a couple days ago, he had the appearance where he had the three walks and a hit batter. Four walks and a hit batter, something like that. It was really ugly. Anyway, let's hear from Olsen after the game last night, talking about passing
5: Eddie Matthews. You know, I think it's cool. Obviously, you know, some of those guys up there are people that I grew up watching, being a Braves guy and idolizing. So uh, I think when you are in the middle of the season, you don't really think about it too much. You just carry on. But, yeah, maybe uh, get in the off season and, and enjoy a beer over it.
2: Tell you, again, Double A did such a great job when Freeman made the decision he's going to go play for the Dodgers, make the jump. Double-A didn't hesitate, went out and got the one guy, the one guy in the world today that could come in and replace Freddie Freeman and fit in this Braves clubhouse. Matt Olson, Fabulous. Let's
4: hear from Snitt talking about Olsen and the season that he's had. I mean, you're talking about some big-time Hall of Fame players that played here over the years and some really, really big-time guys that came through here just for a couple of years at a time. And that's quite an accomplishment. You know, it, you're talking about Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron and Chipper, Andrew, Hobby. I mean, there's some heavy hitters that Gary Sheffield I mean, <laughs> put on this uniform and and played a year, you know. So I, I think it's just it's phenomenal. Boy, that was a laser Olsen hit. In the
2: game yesterday, let's hear from Snit talking about Kyle Wright looking good lately.
4: Kyle's for where he's at right now and all. He's kind of making it work. I mean, you know, he's keeping the ball down. You know, he's he's the breaking balls pretty good. You know, his velocity's not what it's been, but really, you look at it and it. You know, we didn't have enough really time. That's what, one of the reasons why we do spring training and all is you know it's as you build up. And but I think he's, you know, it's it's just every. When he comes in tomorrow, we'll see how he feels. I mean, really. And, but, I, I mean, that's pretty good, what I saw right there. And it's a good hitting club he's facing. And, um, but just keeping the ball down, breaking stuff, really good, sinker. But, you know, it's just it's, it's pretty
2: good. Yeah, I wouldn't, give, I wouldn't have given you a dollar a month ago that Kyle Wright was going to be on the postseason roster. Absolutely, Buck. No, uh, he's going to be anybody, on there, man. You can go ahead and pencil him in. It's gravy,
3: you know. It's gravy what you're getting Kyle, from Kyle right, because it was mm-hmm. tough to uh, to count on him. Uh, but you heard Sned at the beginning of that say, "For where he is, he's done a really good job." So yeah, I mean, the guy hasn't had a proper build up and didn't get spring training as as he mentioned, but he's making it work.
2: Yeah, and we're all over the Braves as we uh, get ready to head into the postseason. 680 The Fan and Terrapins lost uh, Bravo's beer this Wednesday. It's uh, coming up next week. Uh, We're going to broadcast live all day from Hooters on Carr Parkway at Cumberland for the start of baseball's postseason. And we're going to be live with uh, Cellini and Domino, Chuck and Chernoff, 643 with Dylan and Wiley, 680 promo team with giveaways throughout the day, including a pair of postseason baseball tickets so join us at Hooters on Cobb Parkway this is sort of a tradition for us at 680 the fan you're home for the postseason this coming Wednesday from 11 to 8 p.m. the postseason starts at Hooters all right let's get to the picks of the week (laughs) I love that look you gave me like uh, wait what
3: (laughs) I wish I had production for the Buck Blues Picks of the Week. Yeah, can you get that done for us? Right.
2: I'm going to assign that to you. Can you get that done for Make it a little more exciting for us. I thought that was pretty exciting, but all right. Yeah, okay, Picks of the Week, four and record uh, four and five on the season. We're going three picks every week. Uh, most of the time we're looking at two out of college football, one out of the NFL. So I'm four for five against the spread, two and one last week. So we're looking to continue our winning ways. If you listened to the show yesterday, you heard me say that Georgia was going to put a beating on Auburn at Jordan Hare Stadium. Georgia, 14 point favorite at a minimum. I've got Georgia winning this game, say 27 to six. Defense is going to shut them down. How about them? Oh, f- yeah. You tell them, Kirby. And then I've got LSU. I'm going to give up the two and a half in Oxford as they go play Ole Miss. LSU learned some important lessons in that beatdown they took to Florida State in the season-opening game. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a loss, and I'm sure Kiffin's going to have them ready to play well. But LSU with a lot more talent. Look for LSU to cover the 2.5-point spread. I got this one like 31-27. LSU coming away with a win. NFL, I'm going to go Jaguars minus the 3 against our Falcons over in London. Spoken about it. This week, uh, Art, I don't take pleasure in, in doing that, but uh, looking for the Jags to come out victorious and cover that three-point spread. And there are uh, Buck Belusho Picks of the Week. Wow. Pew, pew, yeah, Buck Belus Picks of the Week. Yeah, so there you go with that. DT, you're distracted. You keep looking over at the monitor. Looking at the Ryder Cup. Nothing's going to change here.
3: We got a lot going on, Buck, yeah.
2: I mean, my goodness.
3: No, and we got one match in hand, it looks like, I think, even though the Europeans have one match in hand. Yeah,
2: well, maybe we can turn it around. We'll get to it as we uh, yeah, come yeah. back on the other side. We'll dive into the Ryder Cup. I think we'll be the only show really diving uh, into that. Bounce around the college football scene, getting you ready for Saturday. Auburn is going to do something amazing that only the Gators would have done previously. Auburn's going to give it a shot. We'll see if it's going to help. We'll talk about it. Glad you're with me. Buck Belusio here on the fan, 680 and 937.
0: Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North
6: Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning.
2: Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Happy Friday, everybody. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Sponsored by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Hey, isn't that Tim McGraw? You know it, Buck. Tim McGraw, man, superstar. Hey, you want a shot to go see McGraw? State Farm Arena, June 14th. Call in right now, 404-231-1680, the number. Tickets on sale today. Today, livenation.com. If you don't win them right now at 404-231-1680, we'll take the fourth caller. You can get your ticket at livenation.com. June 14th, State Farm Arena. All right, let's see what's popping out there.
1: Let's find out what's popping.
2: Yeah, the Ryder Cup's popping. And you've been hearing the updates. I'm going to go a little deeper than what the updates can, can do in that short period of time that they have. Uh, European team dominated Team USA this morning in foursomes. They swept us... Four to nothing. And it wasn't even close in two of the matches. In fact, uh, we went down four and three in two of the four matches this morning. Four and three, you're wondering? uh, They're up four with three holes to play. We never had a lead in any of the foursomes, in any of the four matches. Number one player in the world, new putting coach this week, it didn't help. Scheffler and Sam Burns went down to Rom and Hatton Homa and Brian Harmon go down to Hovland and A. Berg 4-3. Fowler and Morikawa lose to Shane Lowry and Sepp Strzok 2-1 Shoffley and, and Cantley go down to Rory and Fleetwood 2-1 Zach Johnson uh, electing to sit Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas in those foursome matches, which is for foursomes as alternate shot. And Zach Johnson, his philosophy is, well, we can't play all the players in every session. And I understand why he sat down Justin Thomas. Lord, I had a better season than Thomas did this year. But Kepka and Spieth? What are you doing, Zach? What are you doing? So we got the four ball going on right now. And let's see here. We got uh, Spieth and Thomas are up two, two up on Hovland and Hatton. Match two is tied with Scheffler and Kepka together, taking on Rom, Hogard. And let's see, we're one up. Homa and Clark are one up on Rose and McIntyre. And how about Rory and Matthew Fitzpatrick? They are blowing the doors off. Morikawa and Schauffele, they're up six. Six up through seven. (laughs) Talk about a whooping. My goodness. This thing may not get to the singles. On Sunday, No, Buck, we're holding out hope. We might have to forfeit. I like our chances of maybe getting to
3: 5-3 in favor of Europe by the end of the day, and then you got a shot tomorrow. Now, if,
2: if they they're to 6 Donald did a great two. job uh, deciding they were going to go with foursomes to get it started. They swept earlier this morning. Because Europeans in Europe, since 93, the Europeans have dominated us in foursomes. And they've, they've done it again today. Hey, our uh, 44th Ryder Cup coverage here on the fan is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore, Cliggy's Golf Cards, and dressing.com And uh, while I'm talking golf, man, get the green card. 14th annual green card is back. Six of the area's top courses for one low price of $199. It's $470 value. You buy yours right now. They're running out. You might want to jump on it. On sale now at 680thefan.com. And that is that. So let's talk a little college football. Got DT on the phone right now. Guess we've got a winner. There's your Ryder Cup coverage on the Did I hear you wanted today. to talk
3: college football now, Bob? Yeah, let's talk college football.
2: Man, I'm knocking these reads off today on the show. Got it going on, man. Uh college football. Hey, did you hear what Auburn's gonna do? Auburn is going all orange against Georgia tomorrow all orange auburn orange hats orange jerseys orange pants orange socks orange shoes
1: they're going all orange
2: wonder if all the tiger fans are showing up in all orange i don't think i got anything orange i don't have one piece of clothing this orange Yeah, this brings back some memories of our 1980 national championship team where we had to go to Auburn at the end of the year, win at Jordan-Hare to clinch the SEC and go to the Sugar Bowl with a shot to win the national championship. So it was a huge game. So we go out and warm up. And after warm-ups, we head back to the locker room. And Coach Dooley did something unusual. He called the entire team to huddle up, and he spoke with us, which was uh, a little unusual because this happened as soon as we got back into the locker room. And Coach Dooley told us he said he didn't want us to be alarmed, but that he had found out that Auburn – was going to switch from the blue jerseys to the orange jerseys. And he didn't want us to be alarmed. That he had uh, caught word of this. Didn't want us to be shocked. And when we came back out for opening kickoff and Auburn came running out in the orange jerseys. And when he told us this, we had one of our Offensive lineman Jeff Harper, as soon as Coach Dooley got those words out of his mouth, Harper in the back uh, yells out. He says, I don't give a blankety-blank if if they wear a combination of the orange or the blue jerseys. We're still going to kick their blankety-blank. And everybody in there stood up and cheered. As if changing jerseys was going to help you play better. Never really understood that. We went out and kicked their butts,
1: too.
2: Switching jerseys, they didn't do anything for them. Jeff Harper had it right. We're still going to kick their butts. Good job, Harper. Love Jeff Harper. All right, let's go to the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on our truest Georgia Tech insider and a member of the Six Eighty the Fan team, all over the uh, Yellow Jacket program. Wiley, thanks for taking time to join us today. Yeah, Buck, happy to be here, man. Hey, uh, let's start with a big picture here for Georgia Tech. I thought that was a, a season-changing win last week. One of the, you know, you hear the term swing games. I thought that happened a week ago. The way Tech went out and played.
5: Buck, I think you're spot on. I mean, you you look at the schedule and and look, the goal for this team, of course, you know, at least external, you know, from people observing the program, they haven't said this internally, but you want to try and make a bowl, right? It's been a couple of years since Tech has had a chance to play in the postseason. And so as you look at the schedule, you know, I think the math suggested you wanted to be 3-2 and by the time you got to October, which which meant beating South Carolina State, obviously beating Bowling Green this weekend, assuming they take care of that. And then you had to either beat Louisville, which, you know, was a game they they potentially, you know, had in hand there at halftime, couldn't close it out. Going out against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss was going to be a tough assignment. So your last chance to get that win this month was against Wake Forest, a team that, quite honestly, behind Clemson is probably the, the best, has been the best team in the league over the last four to five years combined. And, Buck, I think the most encouraging part for Georgia Tech was, the offense has been consistent. It seems like the last, you know, three or four games have been putting up some points, you know, week in, week out. The defense had really struggled to create negative plays and, and, and big plays, momentum plays. And man, they had eight sacks, five turnovers. We hadn't seen that from that Georgia Tech defense until this past Saturday.
2: What uh, you know, the one thing I couldn't wait to see, I was looking forward to seeing uh, this year, was Buster Faulkner comes over from Georgia as an offensive analyst and he takes over the offensive coordinator's job on the new staff. Couldn't wait to see what he was going to do schematically for Georgia Tech on offense. What's been your impressions of what Faulkner is doing? I'm seeing balance. They can run it. They can throw it. It's been pretty impressive from where I'm sitting.
5: Oh, I I completely agree, Buck. And look, I think, to be honest with you, a big part of that success beyond Buster Faulkner is having Haynes King. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's, you know statistically you know tied for first in the ACC in touchdown passes he's second in the conference in passing yards and he's also got some mobility to him so I think anytime you have a quarterback who you know a makes good decisions and b can escape some pass rush it puts you in a good position to be successful and the other thing I've loved to see is the distribution of the football you know it's been a bunch of different guys involved and you know I I was looking at this the other day but The tight ends have combined for eight catches this year, okay, including including Red Cedar or uh, Sider. Seven of those eight catches have been either touchdowns or for first downs on third down plays. So, again, I love that they've gotten a tight end involved. I think if you look at a lot of uh, Georgia Tech fans the last few years that they would like to have seen the tight end play a bigger role. And I think that, to me, has added another element to this offense that hasn't been in the last few years.
2: Yeah, Air Raid is his background, Faulkner, and uh, obviously with Todd Munkin over the last couple of years, this is a blend of of several schemes, is it not?
5: Oh, 100%. 100%. And, 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 again, I think you've seen it you know, showcased in the, in the running game as well. I think Jamal Haynes has, has been a fun piece that allows him to be creative and how they want to try and get him the ball. And, and again, I just go back to they've, they've got a an offensive line that's performing better than it has in the past number of years. And Haynes King has been a real difference maker. I mean, look, we know Jeff Sims, tons of talent, really struggled to take care of the football and struggled to be on the field, too, with some injury issues. I think Haynes King has been a a game changer for this program offensively.
2: All right, so Tech takes on Bowling Green. Toe meets Leather, 330 here in in downtown Atlanta. Tech, a 22-point favorite, looking for Tech to punch the clock and get him a win in this one. Busting out the ghost uniforms, I see.
5: Yeah, yeah, they are. It's got a little bit of that uh, that black watch theme there from, from the 1984 teams. And, you know, I think it, it's something Adidas wanted to do across a lot of different schools. In fact, they'll be, uh, when they face Miami in a couple of weeks down in South Florida, Miami will be wearing their ghost uniform. So, look, I mean, I I, I obviously heard your comments earlier when it comes to Auburn's uniform change back in 1980. And you see, I think you and I are both on the same page. That, look, if nothing else, it, it's, it's entertaining for the fans. I'm not sure it's going to help them play any better or any differently. Uh, but, no, it's, it, it's nice to, you know, acknowledge some history. And I think, you know, with Brent Key as an alum, he's got uh, a soft spot for that as well.
2: I'm really impressed with Brent Key. Uh, and he impressed me a year ago when he took over for Jeff Collins and went 4-4 four and four the rest of the year. This guy's a uh, – he's an outstanding young football coach that has been around some uh, outstanding coaches. And I'll tell you what, Tech – uh, does the fan base, have they jumped on board right now? Do they understand they've got a guy that's a winner?
5: Oh, I think, I think the majority of people, after last, after last Saturday, because I think, okay, walking away from the 2022 season, Buck, everyone was fired up, you know, wins over Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, went over Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, beat North Carolina, who at that time had just one loss, and that was, you know, week 11 of the football season. I think everyone was excited. The only people I felt like were cautious, you know, their argument was, well, I want to see if this is actually something they can sustain into a new season. They felt like, look, it was such a uh, an emotional period for the program with changes at the AD spot and and the head coach with Jeff Collins being dismissed. They felt like, well, they is this running on emotion? Is this kind of this, you know, they, they caught lightning in the bottle with this, and then I think seeing this now twelve months later and, and proof of concept in beating Wake Forest, I think Georgia Tech fans have fully embrace brent key especially after getting that big win uh last saturday and you know I, i've been telling a number of georgia tech people like you know you get this win on saturday against bowling green you know next week against miami that'll be probably one of the the, the most uh, excited or should say juiciest games georgia tech football has played in the month of october and beyond in quite some time so i think there's just an excitement of hey you know we're capable of competing and, and pulling off some upsets where, you know, that, that had been something that was missing from Georgia Tech the last few years.
2: Wiley, uh, great to have you, a member of the 680 team. Keep up the great work with both Tech and the Braves, man. Keep up uh, the great job. Thanks for coming on today, brother.
5: Well, Buck, I appreciate it. And just, you know, I'm just counting on the Braves going uh, going all the way to the World Series so I can, I can get a few extra paychecks in there. So I appreciate you guys having me around.
2: Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks. Wiley Ballard, know, man, he's all over this Tech program. Yes, sir. Let's get to the roundtable.
1: The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon.
5: 25-20, 15
1: like Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All
2: right, the Bulldogs taking on Auburn. They're going to be an all-orange. How many points is that worth, you think? Uh, in Vegas, it's usually four to five. Yeah,
3: even bi- even bigger than home field advantage, by wow! Yeah, without those, uh, yeah, the Tigers would be like twenty-four point underdogs. But luckily, yeah. they're pulling out the uh, the jerseys.
2: Going to hopefully keep them in it. Well, I hope they don't turn the hose on the Georgia fans celebrating late in the game. You know, after uh, doing some film study, video analysis of what we're looking at, what Georgia's looking at at Auburn in this game tomorrow uh, over at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I came away convinced that we're going to see Georgia's most complete game this season. We've had three exhibition games and an SEC game against South Carolina. And Kirby and his coaching staff, they've been busy. Uh, Glenn Schumann, Mustchamp over on that defensive side, and Bobo running the offense. They have played a ton of players in these first four games. And uh, Kirby Smart Philosophy on that I think is a winner. Because we're going to empty the bench, we're going to play everybody we've got instead of winning 60 to 7 where we might win 35 to 7. And we're going to do that because we want these young guys getting some experience and having an opportunity to play so they're less likely to enter the transfer portal. Thank you, Buck. <laughs> Uh,
3: Auburn, You're right though, Buck. There's something to that. It's, it's nowadays, these kids, if they don't, they're not getting enough playing time. Well, the first
1: few
2: weeks, hey, where can I go? And well, the, the only difference, I think, players have always thought that,
3: but, but now, now, it's, now it's easy to
2: do it. Now <laughs> they have an opportunity to pull the trigger on that, and move on. You know, I don't get to play. I only get four or five years to do this. Then I'm going to go find somewhere where I can go play. Nobody wants to ride the bench and watch somebody else play. But on video, I noticed uh, looking at the Auburn defense, their front seven uh, appeared to be a little soft against the run. And they were soft on the edge, too. I saw some cornerbacks didn't want to come up and tackle. So if I saw it, I know Mike Bobo's seen it. Man, I'm expecting Dajan Edwards to go out and have a big game in this game. George is going to run the ball successfully against this Auburn defense. I look for Edwards to have a big, big game. This offensive line's going to bully Auburn around. And when they load up to try to slow down the run, it's going to be too late. And that's when Beck and Bowers and the receivers are going to hit some of these explosive plays in the passing game. Buck, on the other side, I'm sure you'll get to it. I just don't like Auburn's chances
3: really. Scored a lot of points in this game, frankly.
2: Well, look, in defense, uh, has been Georgia's thing the last two years. They, you know, in this uh, back-to-back national championship run, this defense has uh, sort of led the way. I mean, they, they look like the best defense in college football over the last two seasons. This year, there's been a little bit of a slide, but I, I believe it to be, it's not about the personnel or the coaching, but it's the fact that they've they've emptied the bench. Last week against UAB, they had 30 guys get a tackle, 30. So they're playing a ton of dudes. Well, against Auburn, you're going to see the ones. You're going to see the starters play the majority of the game. And you look at Auburn right now, one-dimensional. They're only uh, running the football su- uh, successfully. They're passing games the worst in the SEC. Uh, the dogs going to shut down that Auburn run game. And with Auburn's inability to throw the
3: ball, you're going to see Malachi Starks, Javon Bullard, maybe Dan Jackson, whoever it is, down there in that box. Well, I hope Bullard's back in there. Yeah, I sure hope so. I'm about, but whoever's playing safety, uh, there's going to be one of them down there in the box a lot. You're going to see a lot of single high, and uh, they're going to make Auburn at
2: least try to throw it. And then the other thing, too, they're playing multiple quarterbacks. you got the thrower and the runner. So you're basically tipping the defense on what you're going to do by what quarterback's on the field. The only way Auburn is able to keep this game close is if Georgia turns the ball over multiple times, three, four times in the game. And Carson Beck's been really good with his decision-making. He's not putting the ball in harm's way. If it's a tight window, he's checking the ball down quickly. He's not holding the ball back in the pocket, taking a lot of sacks. You, the only way Auburn keeps us close is if is busy turning the ball over. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, on the punts. They had two fumbles on the punt returns last week. Kirby might just say, okay, we're just not even going to try to return it. Auburn, by the way, 15 of their 22 starters on offense and defense are transfers. So I think that's another challenge that Auburn has. They're in transition. Georgia, one of the top teams in college football. Uh, I meant to mention this a few moments ago after Wiley uh, came on. Georgia Tech, hell of a block party driven by Hyundai. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, North Avenue. uh, Join us for a free block party. The fun starts at 1130 a.m. It runs to kickoff. you got live music from country music superstar Chris Jansen. Merch vendors, food and and beer concessions. The team and band have the walkthrough into Bobby Dodge Stadium. Plus, the fans' college football today, driven by Hyundai, will be live from the block party. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Admissions free. Everyone welcome to come to the first ever hell of a block party driven by Hyundai in front of Bobby Dodd Stadium. For more information, go to ramblingwreck.com. All right, coming back on the other side, a big announcement we'll make and an apology. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The fans, 680 and 93.7. show here on the fan and where it is auburn's not wearing orange fake news
3: well they're going to lose those points in vegas i guess that's what it is i mean are they going to bust out
2: the traditional blues and then change prior to kickoff just going to wear the blue is it the orange i think the georgia team will be distracted on what color jerseys auburn's wearing they they're not worried about who's playing quarterback. The worry, man. I mean, what, what tell you, what I'd love to hear are. Kirby Smart in there talking about. <laughs> okay, if you're worried about what color jerseys Auburn's going to wear, then I need you to leave our locker room immediately. You know whether This jersey thing is is all about. You know, just uh, having some fun with the youngsters. This generation, they they get off on this kind of stuff, All right. What, yeah, man, what uniform we're gonna wear today? We see it in travel baseball, dude. We had about fifteen different uniforms. You see it in high school football, man. I mean, you you got these high school teams. I mean, we had like the home uniform and the road uniform, and that was that was a couple years ago. Uh, you know, okay, I'll I'll give you that. But I didn't, these I didn't days, play that man, we got. We got eight jerseys and and five pair of pants. And i tell you what, my youngest son has the hardest time trying to keep it all straight. Speaking of high school football, uh, we got Friday night football here on Extra 106.3 tonight. Got Roswell High playing Blessed Trinity in our Friday night football game of the week. Stick around after the game or if you're going uh, going out to see another high school football game, game you can check us out afterwards for the georgia high school scoreboard show get scores and updates from around the state of georgia friday night football game of the week and the georgia high school scoreboard show are presented by johnny's new york style pizza wnb factory piedmont urgent care and fox 5 atlanta
1: it's time for the buck high school player of the week shout out
2: Yeah, so our player of the week for week number six, which was last Friday night, North Cobb senior running back, David, Easy Omume, Ozama May.
5: I think you nailed it.
2: <laughs> he's all right. Uh, chances are he's not from around. He's not from South Georgia. Buck, I did that game. This kid's a beast. Twenty-seven carries, three hundred and twenty-six yards. Only ninety-eight in the first half. By the way, he went nuts in the second four half. Four touchdowns. He's he's rumbled for
3: th- for nine hundred yards in basically the past three games. Scored four times yesterday, seven times
2: in the past two weeks. It is unreal. Forty-two to twenty-seven win over Milton, who our team South Forsyth gets next Thursday night. Milton? Next week. Yeah, we get Milton. So we're hoping they have not fixed their run defense yet. You know, the, he's, he's going to Clemson. This right. this kid yeah. is
3: he's special. He is a special young man, a
2: phenomenal running back that could not be stopped. So our high school football player of the week, North Cobb senior running back, David Izamame. Awesome. Time for the
1: final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since
2: 1955. And want to thank Awards Atlanta owners Scott Marnie and Chuck Lasowski for providing us with the plaques that we are presenting or will present to these high school football players for Player of the Week at uh, awardsatlanta.com, 404-634-5009. AwardsAtlanta.com. We appreciate them very much. All right, got now time for the apology. Want to apologize to Georgia State and their head coach, Sean Elliott. Recorded an interview with Coach Elliott yesterday after the show and had plans to play that interview on the show today. We had some technical difficulties that did not allow us to replay the interview. So I know the Panthers were uh, anxious to hear Elliot on the air. I was too. I thought it was an outstanding interview, but sometimes these things happen. And uh, hopefully, maybe we can get him on down the road. So I hope they'll uh, forgive us for that. All right, that's going to do it for my show this week. We're going to load up and go to Starkville, see Alabama and Mississippi State, visit my daughter, who's going to school at in Starkville at Mississippi Roll State. So it uh, should be a fun weekend. Look forward to talking about it next week. A great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck.